0: Hello. Hi. And welcome. Oh, got a little meow. Those of you who are listening very closely might have heard that. Uh, hi, welcome back to Staying In with Emily and Kumel. Guess who I am? I'm Emily V. Gordon.
1: I'm Kumel Nanjiani. We're your hosts. Uh, second cup of coffee. Yeah. Already. Yeah.
0: You decided um, we record in the mornings uh-huh. and you were like, I think I need a second cup of
1: coffee. Have not been sleeping well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how's, well, your, how's your choir going? Well, let's let's go to you first. How are you how how has your core been going this last week?
0: Uh it's um here's what's interesting. And I I'm gonna read a tweet from uh, a a Ryan a Ryan O'Connell. Um Ryan O'Connell is the creator and writer and star of a um series that's called Special that is on Netflix and it's amazing. Um he tweeted, I got so much done today and was overall pretty happy, which means tomorrow I will be laying in bed despondent, and then a follow-up tweet. And Quar, I've, and see, I stole that from him. And Quar, I've noticed a good day is like charging something on a credit card. You're gonna have to pay for it eventually, right? That is so true, and that is kind of what I have realized in the past week for myself. Is I keep thinking, "Oh, I've got a handle on this." Even saying it out loud is silly. Yeah. I got it. I got this. I'm doing good. Everything's fine. We are doing quite well. Uh, like, like we're you know we're healthy. Everything's okay. Um, so I'm like, yeah, I think I got this. And then emotionally I'm crashing for reasons that I can't point to. I can't point to a concrete reason why I'm crashing.
1: You're crashing? What Uh, do you mean crashing? My mood
0: is up and down and I can't usually when my mood is up and down, when I, I feel terrible, like emotionally, I can go, oh, I think this is because of this, this and this. And here it's still just the same damn excuse every time. Like it's the pandemic.
1: I haven't really noticed you being up and down this week.
0: Yeah, I mean, a little bit. I, I, I have. It's not been super terrible. Right. I think it's more just a thing of, like, I can't... I don't have anything concrete I can point to right? when I'm not doing right, well. right, right. How about you, love?
1: Have not been sleeping well. I don't know. There's a lot. I feel... Okay, so here's how it's been for me, I realized this week. I felt like... Up until now, I don't even know how to order my thoughts. Up until now, I felt this pressure to know how I'm feeling or how I'm feeling about the quarantine or how Uh the weirds are making me feel. And I feel like I've had like that sort of narrative, in whatever, working up and down, up, down, dealing with it, not dealing with it, all this stuff. This week it's felt, I don't know, maybe it's that... um, Trauma fatigue thing you were saying I almost haven't felt That's the end of the sentence <laughs>
0: <laughs> You almost haven't felt Like you're feeling a little numb Is that what Perhaps
1: you're Perhaps a little numb Even that And it's such a new thing for me I don't ever really feel like this I just kind of haven't felt Much of anything And this is going to sound This is going to sound Like a lie it's totally true and I think you now when I when I say it it'll make sense to you. When you touch me is the only time I feel anything. <laughs> oh. oh not not and that's a that's, That is
0: romantic and sad at the same yeah, time. Yeah, it's just
1: like when you touch me and your like temperature in your hand touches me it feels like Almost electric or something. But I don't... This
0: is very sexy. I like this.
1: Yeah, but the rest of it is not. Also, maybe it's just I haven't slept well in two nights in a row. And that's part of why I'm feeling this way right now. Mm -hmm. It's also like I've had this schedule now for six or seven weeks. And I feel maybe I've put a lot of pressure on the schedule to get me through or to make me feel a certain way. Like... Working out makes me feel better. Uh-huh. The weekend, I look forward to the weekend. When we do this, I feel like this. These are my coping strategies. And now I feel maybe some of those things are feeling the weight of expectation a, a little bit. Interesting. And so now when I work out, I'm just really tired afterwards. And it's getting harder for me to focus after that. Because usually what I do is work in the morning, work out, eat, and then work some more. I haven't been able to work some more afterwards, that, really. I've
0: been noticing that too. My second, I get, I'm getting so tired at like 2 or 3 p.m. in a way, because we're both working from home in a way. Oh, that, yeah,
1: you've been saying that. Yeah,
0: in a way that it has been new. And I think it's interesting. Yeah. It seems like um, our, the coping mechanisms that we were like,
1: congratulations, we found <laughs> we them. We did it, we figured it out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they ain't working anywhere. Yeah, uh, it's because it's, I think it's been a long time. Yeah. Man. <laughs> It's been like we're it's like a, seven weeks or something. Yeah. That's a long time to yeah. be doing the same stuff. Like for me, I never really have a schedule, right? It's like all over the place. When I'm shooting or something, that's when I have most of a schedule. But even but then. But you know
0: that's going to end at some point. You
1: know when you it's ha- gonna, know what the end point is. You know what the end that's point right. is. There is a sense of satisfaction from doing this where you're like, I am working, I am doing this. It's also a lot more social, right? I'm on set. I'm around, like, people all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, so I feel, um, and also you get breaks in that. Yeah. Never am I working seven weeks in a row with, like, zero days off. Right. Not that
0: we're not taking days off, but the pandemic has not taken any days off. I just mean the weekends
1: are also sort of... Pandemic-y. It's it's (laughs) almost like I feel like we built... I'll speak for myself. I don't know. I feel like we built this... Force field around The horribleness outside And that is The force field is made of uh, Routine Yeah, of what? Of routine Of routine Yeah A bunch of other stuff And now I feel like The force field is becoming a bubble And this pandemic is being like oh you thought so cute look at you oh you work out oh, in the afternoon and that happens. helps <laughs> oh that's so cute again a lot of people are dealing are in much tougher sure. positions than us people have loved ones who are actually sick uh, from this thing and it's 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 also here's the thing that i realized right that made me sad and i'm going to use an analogy it's going to be a bit of a long walk It's like when you like go through a breakup and I haven't thankfully been through a breakup in a very long time. But when you go through a breakup, like there are those things that remind you of that person. And it's painful, right? Like you see some song you listen to together. Jewel
0: is usually Jewel,
1: right? Yeah, you listen to Jewel. (laughs) That's Jewel's entire career. It's just people reminiscing on past heartbreaks. You listen to Jewel. And you're like, oh, my God, that was that time we were in the coffee shop and it was great. And Jewel came on and we were both like, oh, this song, whatever. And then there comes to a point where as you get over it, when that song comes on, you don't feel that anymore. And then there's a sadness for not having that feeling. Yeah. Well, you love a heartbreak also. I love a heartbreak. Yeah. But I felt, and we talked about this, we've been going on night walks. Mm Mm-hmm. And you said... Less people around. Yeah, because mm-hmm. there's less people around. Exactly. It's like empty. Last mm-hmm. night, you know, two nights ago, we were walking and you were like, it's so quiet. And I was like, yeah, that used to strike me so intensely. And it made me so sad for my city mm-hmm. that it was quiet that these bars that are always open, always open.
0: Just people around, like people loud. Around, yeah. Yeah
1: it would make me so sad. And the fact that two nights ago and last night, I didn't even notice that until you said it, that it just feels, again, it just felt, for lack of a better word, normal that the the city was that quiet. And
0: that's also a bummer.
1: And that's also a bummer to not feel, like, you know, in the beginning, we used to talk about how three or four times a day, you're like, oh, my God, there's this thing going around outside and it would, like, make you weak in the knees. Seven weeks in, I haven't really had that thought strike me the same way. Mm -hmm. Um, I have not been, and even the news that I was, like, devouring to my own, to to the detriment of my mental health, this last week, um, even when I see something, it all feels like, useless noise it feels like kind of nothing that's the end of the sentence (laughs) i don't know man i'm in a real place yeah
0: you are and i think it's interesting because i do feel like when you were talking the only another time that i have heard a similar sentiment was when i was an intern in grad school and i had a young woman who is a mother Young mother who was bringing her kid in described to me what poverty felt like. And I'm not trying to take it to that level, but I do think there is this thing of, there can be something that is so pervasive and so constant that it's not novel. It's not like an interesting new thing. It is just like, um, it is just like a heavy backpack that you're it's wearing. It's
1: almost something that you can't even deal with anymore.
0: Yeah. It, and And you don't even think about it as being like the coronavirus, novel. It's not even like a thing. It's just a backpack that you're carrying. Right. And we're all like now carrying this backpack of coronavirus and people's backpacks have different things stuffed in them. You know what I mean, like
1: right? They're different heaviness, and people feel them differently. And also, I don't think everybody's feeling how I'm feeling now. You know? I don't
0: know. I I do think we are reaching a point that it's, and I think people are fighting it, and I think people are uh, not happy about it. But I think you have hit the nail on the head on on perhaps what a lot of people are feeling is that when things no longer feel novel, you you've gotten over the novelty of weird of the weirds, but the weirds are still here.
1: The weirds are still here. Yeah. Weird- it's <laughs> so. Down. I'm so sorry. I, 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 so, so you've probably noticed in the last few days me trying to, like, come up with a new schedule, trying to break through, do new things. But I say even now, just saying this out loud, talking about this makes me feel a little better.
0: Camille, uh, this is what therapy, therapy is it for. If there was some
1: kind of thing where you could talk to someone and it would be therapeutic. <laughs> Uh, anyway, there's no such thing like that So I guess uh, we'll just keep doing this podcast This
0: is my favorite thing about you are like, yeah, yeah, therapy's great Anyway, I've never done it, it's fine
1: <laughs> I've never done it Well, no. I live with a therapist
0: That's a, that's a no, backpack I've, that I'm wearing they, <laughs> we should all realize is that yeah. some of us have come into this already wearing heavy, back everybody wears a backpack in some regard. Some of us have already come into this wearing a economic insecurity backpack, uh, wearing a, I'm living with someone. I don't really love backpack. Some
1: people have those backpacks with a zipper, you know, it like, you know how the zippers stop working for no reason and they're and then, just open on both sides.
0: Well then that's also hopeful. Cause it's like maybe some shit will spill out.
1: <laughs> Oh yeah, you don't want the stuff to stay in.
0: <laughs> you want it to now, leave. This is
1: interesting. Is this a backpack you want emptied, or am I thinking too much about the analogy?
0: I think it's a backpack that yes, I think eventually you want to be able to put some of the stuff down. You want to be able to give it to a therapist who has the tools you to put hold it in on their to it.
1: Backpacks.
0: <laughs> Therapists the got is. big oh, backpacks, so full.
1: Oh, yours is like. <laughs> You know, in Death Stranding, when you, like, really, like, level up and you... There's this video game. <laughs> Man, that's You're very basically just a courier. <laughs> we talked about it a little bit in the beginning. You just see pictures of, like, 30, 40 boxes on the back of, like you know, Norman Reedus. Norman Reedus. actor. Norman Reedus. You're Norman Reedus. Reedus.
0: And what's interesting about that game is that it really, you stumble and fall. You're not like effortlessly carrying this weight.
1: Oh, no. You're not graceful. And
0: I think that's an interesting mechanic for a video game. And it's also a good analogy for life. Like, sometimes we're not great. Our shit isn't balanced. We're not great at carrying our our backpacks. But, um, yeah, I I think um, there's a lot of stuff you said that I would like. I, I have some other things to kind of dig into for it. And I do think I'm glad you're talking to me about this because I'll be honest, we haven't, you and I haven't really talked about this up until this moment. No,
1: because I have been feeling I, and all these feelings when I couldn't sleep last night is when this sort of started coalescing. Cause the hard thing about this as someone who's, I've been fortunate enough, you know, I'm not like a, a person who feels any kind of way for a long period of time. I'm generally, I'm gen, yeah, I'm yeah. generally very optimistic. I'm, I'm happy. Like I have a good time. I'm I, I don't I have a good time. <laughs> I'm a good time guy. Don't get me wrong. I'm a party guy. You're a fun guy. I'm Captain Party. We do.
0: We call you Captain Party because you love to hang out with friends.
1: I do. <laughs> um and so I think last night when I couldn't sleep, some of these feelings coalesced for me. And and sometimes, you know, I have this. I think people have this too, where you want to like find a reason, put a narrative on it. And if I had to, I started feeling like this. Not to get too political, but all these states that are starting to sort of open back up and all these protests that are happening, it really felt to me like I was like, all right, we're all in this together. We're going to hunker down. Mm -hmm. We're going to get through this. It's a disease. We're all on the same side. We are all anti death and anti disease. I felt like, all right, we're all going to get through this. And now when I see, hear about states opening up and the CDC is saying, hey, that's a little too early, but they can't really come out and say it because of political stuff. And because of that, I feel like, listen, I would love to be wrong in this case. I would love it if they open up and everything's fine. It turns out like, oh, that was the right thing to do. Nothing genuinely would make me happier. I do not want things to stay shut down. I don't, I don't think anybody does. But in my mind, when these things start opening back up, in my head I'm just like, Oh, there's gonna be more people dying again. There's gonna be more people getting sick, mm-hmm. the lockdown's gonna get extended, all this stuff. And it really felt like we were like fighting something together, and now it doesn't necessarily feel like that. It feels a little we put on all mm-hmm. this work and now we're just gonna stop before the finish line. And
0: and again, this is a problem I have where I end up empathizing. Uh, no, uh too much. But the way that you're feeling and the frustration you're having, not ability and ability to sleep, that's what those people protesting are feeling, too. And they're doing what they think, in most cases, what they think is the best thing for them to do because they are maybe carrying backpacks of economic insecurity. I
1: understand this is not. they're even... maybe carrying
0: backpacks of their their roots are grown out. I'm
1: not even. <laughs> Right, the backpacks of I need a haircut. Yeah, exactly. But but I'm not, I'm not, I don't feel right in this moment any anger right. towards them. You just but,
0: kind of thought we were all on the same page.
1: I just, I don't, I, it makes me feel a little tired, not even sad. It just makes me feel
0: tired. Have you ever felt numb before this in your life? Uh, I don't
1: think so. Well, yeah. I don't know. You're
0: I, a guy who I think has always lived your life with a good amount of intention. Good or bad whatever it is like you're, <laughs> you're pretty
1: good uh Harry take out the good or bad thank you
0: <laughs> and I think uh and we maybe have we talked about this maybe briefly but I think there how, how have you felt in your life that you've been on autopilot ever
1: um I felt like our my years in Chicago the last the year before I met you maybe the two years before I met you <clears throat> I felt a little bit like I was in a routine where yeah. but I was Uh, doing stand-up, but I felt... We we talked about this. I wasn't writing as much, blah, 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 all this stuff. Um, That's the last time I felt like that. And then getting out of it, I realized what it was. Sometimes you don't know what it was until you... It's true. It's in the rear view mirror. And Um, then you
0: get to apply that narrative to it. Whereas now you're aware of it in the moment. Do you know what I mean? And it's hard to apply a narrative to this. It just is. Yeah. Like we all apply... There's a, a type of therapy called narrative therapy. It's one of my favorites where it's like you kind of... Rather than taking the story that's been told to you about what's happening to you and rather than just kind of not having a story, you kind of create the story of what's happening to you. Not that you're like doing fairy tales, but that you get to have a um, you get to have a say in shaping what your life means and where it's going.
1: So it's almost like, for instance, you can like Bruce Wayne's parents died.
0: Batman is literally the example I was going to do, you motherfucker. I love you so much. Uh, Yes.
1: And then you use that to yes. for a positive thing. Yes. I.E. become Batman. Becoming fight Batman. Fight
0: crime. <laughs> you know that realistic example of becoming Batman. Right. Uh, yeah. Your parents are killed in front of you that can set you up. The narrative that you create from that, which is not an easy thing to do, is either I'm this – like this horrible trauma happened to me. I'm never going to get over this. This is awful. Or you become Batman. There's right. got to be in between there. But right. I do think um, – I think autopilot's an interesting thing because I feel like it's, it is uh, – defensively, it's a really good coping strategy at times when things are overwhelming Mm. and we're like, I just need to get through. Like if you have something huge coming up, like I just need to get through a couple of weeks. I don't want to think too much. I don't want to process this. I just want to go on autopilot. I think that's okay. Like we've all done it. I think it's healthy. It's when you start living in autopilot that can feel, you just feel like you have this cushion over you, kind of like what you're talking about. It's a little bit numb feeling. And I feel like. Right now we need to be making decisions to be on autopilot. Like my whole thing is like, let's just be intentional about whatever we're doing. If we're going to be on autopilot for a little bit, let's do it intentionally. If we're going to do make bad decisions and drink too much, let's do that intentionally. Whatever it is, instead of just letting it happen to you. Right. Realizing like we don't have a lot of control over what's happening outside over the protests, over the illness, over any of that stuff. But what we do, what we can control is what we're doing and how we're handling things.
1: Right. It's, it's almost like an outside in thing, right? Like with acting, there's like an inside out approach or an outside in approach. And the outside in approach is... Make a happy face, and then you'll feel happy. So That's what this is, maybe. It's like putting structures in that then can affect the inside of you. I'll I'll say real quick, um, you've noticed this with me when I'm playing. I, I love playing video games, obviously. We've talked about this many, many times. You do too. When I'm playing my NBA game, which I've been playing... It started in 2K. Now it's 2K20. I've played this game for 20 years. It's my favorite video game of all time. Literally from the first one to the current one. Um, There are sometimes I'm playing it. I play that game because I understand the. I just understand it really well. I know what I need to do to win, which is mastery.
0: You have mastery of it. Yes,
1: but it's not easy. Right. It's always hard. But you know, like, you, I sort of see the numbers, like, in the Matrix, Neo sees the numbers behind the thing. I see that, right? I found that how well I do in the game generally is an accurate indicator of how I'm feeling. Tired, angry, or good. Because winning requires a little bit of patience. I was playing it, yes. So you've noticed in the last few days, I started playing that game again.
0: Yeah, you haven't played it in a while. <clears throat>
1: and last night, I started playing. I was playing the Jordan team. We'll talk about the Last yep. Dance doc in a little bit. The Jordan team from that. I'll play two minutes, be down by 10, start, restart. <gasps> two minutes, down by 10, start, And restart. that's against your rules. No, it's not. It's just, I just am like playing it. I'm not, if I was playing a season, I couldn't do it. But I'm just playing a one-off game just to get my mind off something. But I just sat there for like what, a What are you trying to get your mind off? I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Uh, I've been i I sat there for like two hours just playing the first two minutes of the first quarter over and over and getting down each time over and over and just getting frustrated and, and that game is a gauge of how I'm doing mentally unfortunately and uh and 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 part of the feeling the thing of feeling like this is you don't even i didn't even know I was feeling like this until there were all these indicators like. And this might be just because I haven't been sleeping well the last couple of nights. So this might be fatigue or t- whatever it is, man. I don't know. Um. So, so so, so, I noticed that playing the game yesterday, I was like, oh, I'm... I'm. So
0: you have these outside indicators. What are... Yeah. That, I mean, that's great. I think that's a good thing for people to kind of be aware of when they're trying to, like, when they're maybe feeling like, I don't know what's wrong with me, like those kinds of things are, are good things for people to maybe look for
1: yeah i feel like also it's certain things that like generally make you feel a certain way not making you feel that way mm-hmm. i don't know um uh oh here's one i noticed so i clipped my nails a week ago right i noticed yesterday that i'd missed a finger one nail was really long. I have never in my life had that. I clipped my nails for a whole week, Emily. Mm-hmm. I didn't notice that my ring finger on the right hand.
0: You just didn't clip. You just I just didn't it.
1: clip and I did not notice it for a week. For a whole week. That's yes, never happened then, to this me. This is
0: something we've talked about of like being aware of your surroundings and kind of like <laughs> making sure you're checking in with like, my feet are on the ground. I'm wearing these shoes. I'm doing this. I forgot to clip a nail.
1: Absurd Absurd Never it's... happened <laughs> In the history of my life That's never happened This other yeah. thing happened mm-hmm. Can I I feel like I'm just talking a lot You're too great um, The other day I was working out I remember So So When I work out back there There's been a couple times Where I'm like Going to a higher weight and I have you back there to be like, hey, can you just watch, make sure. Which is okay.
0: very terrifying for sure me. Because is. all I want to do is look at you and smile and giggle and you are like, don't do that. Giggling so I is have the to, worst thing you could do. I have to look at a spot on the wall, but have you in the corner just of my there. eye right. as you're like.
1: i are not making those sounds. You can
0: make sounds. They're fun.
1: Okay. Fun. Um, You said something that i thought about a lot, which is not even, you, you were just like, hey, so if this weight is like too much or whatever. Just drop it on the floor. Who gives a shit about the floor? Don't yes. hurt yourself. Because right now getting hurt is the hardest thing that could happen, right? Absolutely. So this was like four days ago or five days ago. I didn't tell you this. I was <laughs> there.
0: I love when I get breaking news on the podcast.
1: Here we go. <laughs> Fresh. It's not even a big thing. Okay. So I have a bench and under it I have this soft like padded thing that I got. Right. And I had two like 100-pound dumbbells sitting on it, right? Flex. Flex. I'm just telling you how much the weight was, you, just so you know what the stakes are. You're very are strong, here.
0: but I think I, I want people to realize, like that's not normal. You're very strong. It is a lot. It I is had lot. don't this pick up the
1: thing. I had a quarantine goal for how much, and I, I'm, I don't anyway. <laughs> I have, did it, so I don't goal. know what the fuck to do now. I even that like I can't progress that anymore because I don't have more equipment anyway. So I had the two dumbbells sitting there, and they're round dumbbells, and I was sitting down resting between sets, and I look over and I see one of the 100-pound dumbbells slowly rotating, turning towards the edge, very, very, very slowly, ah! I see it happening. Now I have a choice to make. Do I go and try and stop it from falling, but if I don't time it, if I, if the timing is exactly wrong, it, it falls you. and it crushes my foot. Absolutely. Like a 100-pound metallic dumbbell, is going to break my foot 100%. and now I have to go to the hospital in a situation in a, in a time where you don't that's the last even thing where on you a do. good day you don't want your foot broken you don't want <laughs> that broken but right now it's higher right or i just let it fall to the ground and i just sit there and i watch this very very heavy dumbbell slowly turn and i just watch it like bang hit the ground so hard it was so loud that and and it went through the padding, like it broke.
0: Are you kidding?
1: Yeah, the floor is totally fine. I don't
0: give a shit about the right. floor. I know I can't you don't. Believe.
1: I know you don't. But the floor, nothing happened to it. But it ripped. So you know, because they're like, I have to put individual weights on. So on each side, there are basically like four big plates. It's like claw marks. Two, four, like two lines of four, like claw marks ripped through it, all the way through. Like I can fit my hand through it. All the way through this, the soft covering. It looks like Wolverine was working Mm -hmm, out back mm -hmm. there. Um, And I have not been able to. I play that image of it slowly rotating it. Why? I don't know. It's just in my head all the time. I just see it slowly rotating. I don't always see it fall, but I always see it rotating. And I see myself there.
0: Do you think you made the right decision?
1: So what I would do, what I would have done next time is I should have run to the other side of the bench so that if it falls, it doesn't fall on me. But I didn't think of that. that I should have run to the other side of the bench and just like held it.
0: Here's what I've noticed, though. And then we're going to move on to some other stuff after this. Uh, the I've noticed that in emergency situations, you tend to uh, like kind of... You don't have like a, you freak out. I freak out, of, out immediately. Immediately instead of like having And then I'm a sense, okay. And, but like, and you can't act in that moment. You often will do kind of weird things in that moment because you are in the state of freak out. Mm-hmm. To me, that's you progressing because to me, the old you, not the old you, you that I know would have totally tried to catch that dumbbell and hurt yourself. And I'm actually encouraged by saying that you were like, no, we can't. Rather than reacting, this is what we've been talking about, to a stimulus immediately, you stopped and thought before immediately reacting. But that's
1: interesting because to me that thing was... I didn't do anything where you're saying, I you did, did do, do something. <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> Reframe that. I To me, it, that's a lesson for you of like reframing like, oh yeah, like freaking out in the moment and just trying to do something in that second to put a bandaid on something isn't as good as like thinking through what's the best plan here, right. which is what you did. Right. I think your brain's telling you like, hey, come on. This is what you
1: should be doing. See, those' claw
0: marks, that could have been your foot.
1: Yeah, I think this is a good okay. thing. We play. All right, okay because I just have had it in my head and as some sort of failure.
0: Oh, my God. To me, it's a success. It's a full success that you didn't run to that dumbbell and have it crush your foot. That's yeah. a huge that you thought, oh, shit, if I do this, I could hurt myself. That's yeah. a massive success because right. that's what you would have but done in the past. It was
1: so, in my head, it was so slow. However, I bet it wasn't slow. I bet that's it was super true. fast.
0: Also, we also need to maybe get a, a paranormalist back there because it's we're saying that the garage is haunted is what I'm hearing.
1: No, I. it was like, I, I know why. The You're bench, saying the, the garage garage was haunted, is <laughs> Listen, what I'm hearing. I appreciate you trying to find the positive fun part of this whole thing. Uh, can I, Okay, before we go to a, oh. a, a commercial, can I t- talk about a dream real quick? Actually, let's go to commercial, then we'll come back.
0: Okay, can we, why don't we end on, uh, before we go to break, what yes. weird thing made you cry this week?
1: What weird thing made you cry this week? I feel like I've been talking a lot. Um,
0: I was watching... Uh, the new uh, secret celebrity drag race show, which is a new it's kind of a combination if you're a drag race fan of drag you plus um, like literally putting celebrities in drag. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a fun show. It's a good it's like it's great. Our our good friend uh, Jermaine Fowler was in the first episode, which was great. But while I was watching it, I was watching it online with ads and I saw a Charmin ad. Do you know Charmin?
1: <laughs> I was like, oh, that show made you cry? That's not. That's not that's that not weird. P-
0: uh, weird. So, you know, the bears, the Charmin bears. And I guess they, the campaign came from does a bear shit in the woods or whatever. Uh, I guess that's how they oh, started. I assumed
1: it was like you can wipe your butt on a bear and get. Pr-
0: it's that phrase, that common phrase. You can wipe your butt on a bear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You know, well before wall, uh, before toilet papers, people were wiping their butts on bears.
0: Well, and then they were dying because I would imagine bears don't really like it. Yeah, when no, it was tough. getting you beings.
1: really had to go. <laughs> You really had oh, so to go.
0: Is the bear sleeping or awake? I that would be so much pressure. Oh. I don't think I could go.
1: You want to find a hibernating bear. So what would happen is <laughs> that's actually helpful. back in the old days. Yeah. You find like a cave of hibernating mm-hmm. bears. Mm-hmm. You go, you poop outside, Then you rub your butt. Bears wake up six months later or whatever, and they're like, oh, what happened to what? me? The thing is, when bears are hibernating, are they shitting the whole time? Are they waking Oof. up in like just a bunch of shit and then human shit wiped wiped on there? That's
0: a very good question. I
1: they're not eating.
0: Yeah, because they've eaten a lot. They and their bodies be, are made for it. If
1: they, I bet they're not peeping or pooing. Peeping or pooing. <laughs> pooping or peeing.
0: I bet you're right. I once saw at the Atlanta Zoo a panda that was eating bamboo <laughs> and sitting like like a person would. And I could, I was watching the the shit come out of its butt as it was eating the bamboo. And
1: what did you call it? <laughs> it's like a
0: Play-Doh Fun Factory. <laughs>
1: it's like a Play-Doh Fun Factory.
0: <laughs> and I just watched, and it was, was before cameras, or else I would have taken a video. And I was just like. The horror of like watching the the miracle of digestion happen in front of you.
1: That bear efficient.
0: Anyway, so Charmin do bears shit in the woods. I guess is how they came up with these cartoon bears that their whole thing is you can wipe your butt with the Charmin and and it doesn't leave stuff on your butt. I don't know what the I don't know how the campaign slogan started, but right. that's the bears. And so it, the commercial is oh god, a family of the the family of bears sitting at home on a couch. That's cool. Inside, watching TV, and then and the voiceover is like, "Listen, we know stuff is scary. We're working so hard to make you more toilet paper. I swear to God, we are." And the bear, and I guess the idea is that the bears are watching the commercial, and then and then they're like, "We will, we'll keep making toilet paper. You just stay safe out there."
1: Oh my God, Emily. And then
0: the daddy bear. And how do I know it's a daddy bear? Because it's not wearing a bow. You know how to sex a bear. I can sex a bear. The bear grabs the family of bears and squeezes them all. Like you would, Charmin. I guess. And I started crying so hard. Um, because... We- <laughs> We are starting to see commercials that are Corona commercials.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of them, and usually they just it's like just change voiceover.
0: the voiceover. <laughs> and then I just pictured the voiceover actor in their closet at home,
1: having oh, to read the lines. Right.
0: Um. Anyway, so that was the weird thing that made me cry this week was that Charmin commercial. Am I even saying Charmin? Is it Charmin or Charmin? Is it Chernobyl or Chernobyl?
1: It's Chernobyl. I guess it is Charmin. Charmin. Don't
0: squeeze the Charmin. It's
1: not from the word charming, because there's nothing charming about toilet paper. Charmin. Nobody says like... That's right.
0: And staying in podcast at gmail.com. In, we're, how do you say Charmin? Charmin. Yeah. What weird thing made you cry? And then we're going to go to break. <clears throat>
1: uh, one, I will say real quick, I feel way better that you've reframed the dumbbell story. <laughs> Again, you look for narratives. And I'm like, that was the turning point of my week was seeing the dumbbell fall and not doing anything. And just replaying that in my head. That is maybe the start of what put me in this. Oh, well,
0: you took the wrong lesson from it, honey.
1: Malaise. I don't know what it is. So I do feel a lot better for that. Good.
0: That's wonderful. Hey, um, guys, this isn't for you. We, <laughs> this podcast is for us, and thanks for listening. Yeah, uh,
1: I guess that's what the lesson we've learned is if something has happened, try and find a positive spin on it. I wasn't it even trying
0: help. to. To me, that is just good news because I know how you react in emergency situations generally, and you generally... <laughs> the
1: fuck out (laughs) yeah no i just sat there
0: (laughs) there was a noise one time
1: it was so loud in
0: our backyard in the middle of the night and your response was to wake me up and be like emily what are we gonna do (laughs) like
1: oh it was the it was the wind blowing a thing in
0: the backyard but you i think you thought there was a burglar and your response was like emily
1: well listen i'm gonna go take care of the burglar but i want to wake you up and say goodbye to you (laughs) i want to be like i love you I'm, the one I'm that gonna go'm a, bat next a, a to the big bat. strong man no. I'm gonna be a big strong man um
0: so what weird thing made you cry that thing I
1: guess nothing
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh see that's where we are because you were you're in a numb spot
1: a little bit but I will say the thing that made me very emotional was we were watching this so so I mentioned last week that we watched um alien right uh hold on let me let me see what the okay um it's called memory. Origins of Alien. It's a making-off documentary about the making of Alien m- movie Alien, one of my favorite movies. It's really a, good. It's a really good documentary. Some of it's making us, some of it's breakdown. There's a part where they talk about a significant portion of the movie is uh, dedicated to talking about, like, the chestburster scene when mm-hmm. the alien escapes out of John Hurt. That's the first time you see the alien. And it's considered, like, one of the most iconic scenes in all of film, it's like, obviously, it's like such a great, it's been parodied many times. It's one of those moments that, it's just one of those, it just looms large, right? When you think of Alien, that's the thing you think of. So I was, why are you laughing?
0: It looms large is what I said to RuPaul when I met him. I said, you have loomed large in
1: my <laughs> <Yes>. life. <laughs> loomed large. And I um, was,
0: uh I, I, when I went back to my seat afterwards, I said, why did I have to <laughs> say
1: that? 200. Well, but that was, but then since then we did the show, so. Yeah, it, right, go yeah. ahead, sorry. So they were talking about the making of that scene and how much work went into it. And um, Veronica Cartwright, who plays Lambert, who's like the, uh, it's Sigourney Weaver playing Ripley and Veronica Lambert are like the women in the film. She talks about that day of filming and how they were like all waiting upstairs in their rooms and there was a hallway and uh, Harry Dean Stanton was playing the guitar. And they were just like waiting in their rooms, um, waiting to shoot the scene, right? and they were just like i'm getting emotional now i'm gonna cry now I love it. hey you did something good <laughs> they were talking about this <laughs> what a weird thing to cry about I cried Days later
0: cartoon bears honey. yeah
1: yeah well at least those bears are trying to make you cry <laughs> those bears know what they're doing those bears are like get a load of this
0: stay in it don't leave
1: um <laughs> oh my god you're so good she was talking about how like it was taking forever to set up, and they were just waiting there. Like, what the fuck is going on? And then they finally called them down, you know. And I was like, Did they know
0: what yeah. that they were
1: going to shoot something like, like iconic like as fuck? Yeah, that day they probably didn't. Mm-mm. It was a day where they were just like sitting around, being like, Oh, it's you know, they maybe three, four weeks into the shoot. They're tired. I don't know what it is. They're like, Oh, today was the day we're doing that fucking scene. The director and the producers. At least, according to this, knew how important that scene was. And a lot of prep went into it. None of the actors had seen that alien. They, they didn't kind know what They it wanted to like. keep
0: it from them, in fact. Right. Yeah.
1: It fucked up the first couple of times. They didn't know how much blood was going to pour they on They couldn't
0: them. get through the shirt.
1: They couldn't get through the shirt the yeah. first couple of times. And uh, Veronica Cartwright talks about how when she got down there, <laughs> everybody else was the whole crew's wearing like, plastic gear like you would wear if you were in the... For, yeah, yeah, like the front row of a Gallagher concert. Correct, correct. And she was like, oh my God, what's going to happen here? And just the idea of such a normal day <laughs> turning into something that lives on forever. <laughs> don't laugh at me. No, I love it. I just, I just was like, uh, I just found it so, I don't know, I just found it very inspiring and moving. Like, And then when they did it, did they know what it was going to be? Probably not. How could anybody expect that, right? And then she talks about how when they shoot the blood out, the first blood, they don't know how much it's going. It hit her so (laughs) hard and it shocked her so much that she fell down.
0: That's right. And you can see that.
1: And she gets back up. Yeah. And when you watch the movie, she falls down. You're like, oh, in my head. It could have happened no other way, you know? Yeah. Like, this is how... This was the only way it could work. And then to find out that it was just, like, an accident... She literally says,
0: I had to go get back in the scene.
1: <laughs> yeah. That it just was an accident. Yeah. And they said... And you could see all of them, Yafat Kodo, um, Tom Skerritt, uh, everybody, uh, Bilbo Baggins, they all have... <laughs> I'm sorry. You nerd <laughs> yeah. um, All have a different reaction to the blood. that's because they didn't have time to prepare or think about it. They didn't know what was coming. So their reaction is truly a genuine reaction. And I just, I don't know. I found that extremely moving because.
0: And I I like that the crew worked hard to, to like, they were like, we want to get them. It was
1: important. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: And by the way, on the script, one page, that was a one page scene.
1: Yeah. Which is amazing. It's like one of the most iconic things. They shot, That they shot one day. They shot one day. Harry Dean Stanton was playing guitar because they were bored. They were getting annoyed. And, you know, it got me thinking, like, uh, when you're doing a scene.
0: Or doing anything.
1: Or doing anything. Do you know it's going to be awesome when you're doing it? No. A lot of times you feel like it is and it isn't. Yep. That's way more common. That's way more common where you think it's going to be great and then it just isn't. I've certainly been done many things part of many things that in the moment i was like wow this is going to be really special and it just isn't
0: and then sometimes we don't realize when a moment is special we're going to talk about that actually in a moment when we come back from a let's go take a break america we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights life
1: liberty and the pursuit of happiness grand canyon university
0: we believe in equal opportunity and the american dream starts with purpose to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come find your purpose at grand canyon university private christian affordable visit gcu.edu
1: and we are back we are Uh, back um can i talk about a dream real quick (laughs) No,
0: <laughs> no, I want to. I, OK, I, we'll, we'll talk. We'll, we'll save get to that dream. in a minute. Yeah, we'll save the. Dream. But this was very relevant to what you were just saying. Yeah. Um, there was an article in CNN Listen, here we are out here recommending some CNN <laughs> some com articles. Bitches. Yeah, that was written by. Nothing wrong
1: with CNN no, no, no. I'm just saying.
0: The author is the school of life a little suspect in my eyes. Don't know what that means. What exactly. do you mean
1: author? Is uh, of a life. Group.
0: When I looked at it, my sister sent this to me. And when I looked at the other, I was like, I don't know what that means.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, but it's a bit of an article about, uh, kind of what you were talking about of like, do we know when things are special or things are tough or things are like, we're often so much thinking about the past and thinking about the future that it's like, do we know when things are special now? So I'm just going to read you a couple of quotes. Um, This person is, this person, this school of life author is basically advocating for one day at a time thinking in during this pandemic. I saw someone else do that that's, too.
1: That's like a almost like a recovery thing?
0: It's definitely a recovery thing that you don't think about. And you can th- apply it for relationships too, I think. When you just have
1: to get through today.
0: Commitment phobic. It's like, oh, I'm not, I, I, can I spend the rest of my life with this person? You're
1: recommitting every day.
0: No, but can you spend today with this person? That's really right. all you need to do. Can you spend today and not, and be sober today? Right. Can you get through today? Um, a friend of ours, and I won't mention his name because I didn't ask him ahead of time, posted a thing on his Instagram about how he his cat um sitting on his father and his cat passed away last week his father passed away a year ago and he was like i didn't know how special this moment was because yeah. you don't know in the moment similar to the chestburster scene bringing it, it together um, one day at a time thinking and this is me reading from the cnn article which you could look up one day at a time thinking reminds us that in many cases our greatest enemy is that otherwise critical nectar hope and the perplexing emotion it tends to bring with it impatience by limiting our horizons to tonight we are girding ourselves for the long haul and remembering that an improvement may be best achieved when we manage not to await it too ardently. Our most productive mood may be that of quiet melancholy with which we can ward off the temptations of rage or mania and fully imbibe the moderate steadfastness required to do fiddly things, write a book, bring up a child, repair a marriage, or work through a mental breakdown. All right, guys. Um, taking a day by day means reducing the degree of control we expect to bring to bear on the uncertain future. It means recognizing that we have no serious capacity to exercise our will on a span of years and should not therefore disdain a chance to secure one or two minor wins in the hours ahead of us. We should, from a new perspective, count ourselves immensely grateful for, immensely grateful if by nightfall, there've been no further arguments, no seizures, the rain has let off and we've found one or two interesting pages to read. As life grows more complicated, we can remember to unclench a little and smile along the way rather than jealously husbanding our reserves of joy for a finale somewhere in the nebulous distance.
1: Oh, no. How great is that?
0: unclench and smile a little along the way rather than jealously husbanding our reserves of joy for a finale somewhere in the nebulous distance. Given the scale of what we are up against, knowing that perfection may never occur and that far worse may be coming our way, we can stoop to accept with fresh gratitude, a few of the minor gifts that are already within our grasp.
1: I think that's so true. I feel like maybe I've been sort of saving being happy for the weekend, <laughs> which yeah. is which is strange. Like, you know, so we basically, for instance, we got this movie that we, we love horror movies and we got this movie that we wanted to see. We, you, you knew somebody, can we, can, I, I don't want to say the name of the movie or anything. It's a
0: movie that's not out yet. It's not
1: out yet. I and mean, we basically were like, we want to see it. So Emily, you asked.
0: I didn't even ask.
1: We, the, we got you, yeah. an early copy of this movie we really wanted to see. And you were like, let's just watch it tonight. You said this yesterday. And I was like, in my head, I was like, no, let's watch it over the weekend. The weekend when is when good is. things happen. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't happen during the week. But then I just honestly was so tired that I was like, yeah, let's just watch it. Turned out to not be the most uplifting movie to watch right now. Beautiful movie. Great but, movie, yeah. But, but not the, the movie that I really... But But it's interesting when you read something and it makes you realize you've been doing something that you didn't know you were doing, which was trying to save up positivity and good times for for the weekend or whatever it is. Yeah. A, a, can you read the first, the very first sentence you read? Can you read that One again? One day
0: at a time thinking reminds us that, in many cases, our greatest enemy is that otherwise critical nectar, hope and the perplexing emotion it tends to bring with it, impatience.
1: Right. I've, I realized just now that what I've been doing with working out in the beginning versus how I've been doing it right now is, you know, one of the things I had to convince myself over the last year and a half of working out was I had to learn to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And I had to learn to like be in the moment with it because it forces you to be in the moment. And I realized the last few days, maybe the last week, I've been doing it as a means to an end, i.e. making me less anxious, rather than an end of itself, in itself, which is just enjoying being there and working out, Mm -hmm. right? And I feel like that's been the big issue with me Mm -hmm. with working out for the last week and a half has been, I'm like, okay, now time for this to make me feel better, rather than... This is time for me. Let's just do this. Be in your
0: body, not be on a screen. Right. All that be in stuff. your body, not mm-hmm. be
1: on a screen, not be outside. Don't think about what's going to happen tomorrow or the day after. Just be here right now. Whereas right now I'm like going like, if I do this, I will feel better. And then being an
0: angry when it doesn't work.
1: Not even angry. Just just continuing to be feeling numb. Yeah. So I think, well, that's hopefully. And,
0: and just like the burster scene being filmed. You don't know any exactly. of these moments could, could be the thing that when we look back on this, I think when we look back on this, I'm probably going to remember night walks. I'm probably going to remember like going to get food, wearing masks. Like I'm going to remember stuff like that. We're
1: going to remember snatches. I read a thing that said like, because every day is very similar, you may not have as many specific memories of this time Mm -hmm. uh, as you think you might, because it it might all become, even though it's going to last it's months already, but However long this takes that at the end, it may just be like this black box where when you open it, there are like a few things that jump out Mm -hmm. night walks, wearing masks to get food, but not really knowing the order of things or or even how you felt certain times and and that kind of stuff. But I think it's
0: it's similar to anything I think I got during while we were shooting the Meltdown television show for Comedy Central I don't really remember the episodes that went off without a hitch. What I remember are the ones where it's like, "Fuck, Fred Armisen is he going to show up?" We actually don't know because we don't know when he's going to get out of work. Like, I remember the uh, times he did show up, he and did. he was absolutely he fantastic. Did great, but I, I remember. I always remember the things that went wrong. I think later when you like look back on your life, you're not going to remember like, oh, I had a lovely prom. Right. You know
1: what I mean? Like, I remember everything when, I, went fine. <laughs> when I would go to bed really late <clears throat> in Chicago for those many years, which ultimately turned out to be, well, I, I now I know it was like ultimately very destruct- destructive. But I, I remember because I had a day job and I just didn't sleep at all for a long time. I would always say to myself, you're never going to remember going to bed on time. <laughs> The truth is, I don't remember the times I went to bed at 4 a.m. either. I don't know what the fuck I was doing those nights, you know, uh, but uh, but but I think that's um, OK, good, good, yeah. good, good.
0: Uh, I want to read one more quote that I got from uh, there's a uh, you know, I love uh, Trixie Mattel and Katya, whose last name I'm, I cannot pronounce uh, two drag queens I adore. They have a show called uh, And what they've started doing in the pandemic is a show called Trixie and Katya Save the World, where they like answer listener questions. Reader questions, whatever. They answer questions from the safety of their own homes. Katya said on last week's episode, and I'm sure this is not Katya's direct quote, but the amount of pain you have is directly related to the amount of resistance you have to the situation, and the amount of joy is related to the amount of acceptance you have.
1: Wow, okay. I
0: thought that was a really lovely, and I would not heard it put exactly like that, um, but I thought that was a really lovely way of like, it doesn't mean that you accept bad awful things happening to you it means that you you kind of you work for what you can but you accept what you can't change i mean it's the classic adage so i think that's a really good um place for us to
1: yeah Uh, i'll i honestly i feel (laughs) i feel again right now i feel pretty open uh, and I again, I don't want to be like, oh, I Emily and I talked, and she told me that the dumbbell thing was good, and now I feel like myself Maybe again. That's what therapy is. <laughs> but I'm just telling you right now, I feel I okay. just feel more engaged than I have the last few days, and I am looking forward to the rest of the day just for to do the stuff. Just to actually do the stuff and not what doing the stuff will. It's ultimately supposed to bring to you. Into, yeah. yeah, exactly.
0: I think. Uh, yeah, we're reaching a point where the stuff that we did, the the structures we created to make ourselves happy and safe during the coronavirus, maybe need to shift a little bit because nothing. The only constant yeah. is change, even in this pandemic.
1: Well, uh, uh, can I say? Uh, of course. Uh, this is about the dream. It'll fit in. <laughs> I just want to talk about. <laughs> yes. Is that okay? Of course. So a recurring dream that I have is uh, I am back in college and it's the uh, last day and I'm packing up my stuff and I'm doing graduation. I'm ready to go out into the real world. This is a recurring dream I have. Not all the time, but I have it, you know, twice a year or something. Not that much, but it's always feels very significant when it happens. And I was talking to, I'll mention his name. It's fine. This was a while ago, Zach Woods, right? And I was like, I don't know what the dream not means. Not that you're
0: not talking to Zach Woods now. No, no, no. Yeah. I <laughs> love Zach.
1: I just haven't I don't like saying names yeah. of people without that. Uh, without yeah. asking them. I was talking to Zach about it and he was like, it's the dream's about change. It's about you going through a big change in your life or about to go through a big change in your life, right? And and when I look back on every time I've had that dream, it's true. Mm-hmm. That has always happened. And it but it happened last week, which is seems to be, you said, the only constant is change. Mm -hmm. Right now, I don't know what the change is. Maybe the dream is saying, like, I need to switch things up a bit. I don't know. Interesting. What's funny about the dream is it's, you know, you might be like, because my dreams are always very literal. And this one is, like, a little bit symbolic. In the dream, I have a dream that I, so I'm having this dream.
0: That you always have.
1: That I always have. Mm -hmm. I'm packing up and I'm feeling the excitement, the sadness, all that stuff that you feel from going from, being in college to real life. Maybe it's from reality bites a little bit. I wake up and then I'm in another dream where I am graduating the next day and in the and I'm hanging out with friends and everybody else is packed and I am not packed and I'm stressed <laughs> out about it. And even in the dream, I'm like, oh my God, my dreams are so literal. <laughs> it's like inception. It's so the dream within a dream. Cause my body was like, oh, my brain was like, oh, that's, Too much Let's bridge it Let's bridge it So there's a dream Where I have to graduate Then I wake up And I'm in a dream Where I have to graduate And I'm saying Man that dream was really literal (laughs) And then I wake up It's so weird.
0: As uh, AD Bryant said on this past week's episode of Saturday Night Live, uh, she did a sketch like going through her old childhood diaries. She said, and I just thought it was so funny. I wrote it down. I can't keep looking back at the past, and I have nothing inside of this apartment that is the future. <laughs> I thought that was so Love funny 80. because it's so true. Like none of us are. It's it, other than consuming new media, we have nothing new. <laughs> <either>. <laughs> We're all just bathing in our own filth every day. It's right. kind of astounding. It's like we're in the
1: bathtub and there's like... Nobody's no dri- changed the water. Nobody's changing the water. You're just like in the bathtub <laughs> and you're like, I mean, I like being in the bath, but also <laughs> would be great if I could get out and get a new bath Just like look
0: at different walls.
1: We're like, like I mean, hibernating in a bathtub.
0: Yeah, and we're shitting all over ourselves in our
1: sleep. <laughs> but, you know, it's it sort of goes back to what... Uh, it was also Zach who said this last week. I He's talked so about it last week. He's so smart about this stuff. He's he really just, is. He is. He's a genius. Uh, that this is life too. That yeah. This is not just a pause. This is not just a hiatus. Yeah. This maybe, is still life. Maybe hearing again. I'm trying to like find reasons for for why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling. Maybe it's just that's just how I've been feeling. Yeah. But I don't like it. <laughs> if I. <laughs> If I if I had the energy, I really wouldn't like it. But I don't have the energy to to dislike it. Like
0: I, I don't like it. Like, I don't like it. This I, is just
1: saying, Kubel does not like feeling like this. I feel. I think you know this. I, I feel mm-hmm. too too much sometimes, even if it's anger or whatever. And to not have that, to not not have um, feeling is uh, it's very new. Uh, yeah. Think anyway. of it as a form
0: of self-protection for now, and then look for ways that you yeah. can intentionally guide the ship. That's the thing; like you're still, you're still driving the ship, even if the world, the ocean is like chaotic. It's still your ship to drive, and right. I think sometimes it's okay for us to take our hands off the wheel, and that's what we need. But I think remembering, even if I'm going to drive that ship straight into the chaos <laughs> of the ocean, uh, remembering it's your, is still yours to drive.
1: Yeah, and honestly, saying it out loud really... <laughs> what a
0: crazy thing, Kumail! What a surprising... <laughs>
1: if only there was some <laughs> sort of industry or practice or op- occupation that could mimic the anyway. I
0: think we're going to answer a couple of uh, reader emails. I also first wanted to say a lot of people chimed in, including my sister, saying that the gum dream is, uh, which I talked about in the last episode, that I thought, I was like, oh, that's a, a respirator dream. The gum dream, it turns out, is a very common dream. Yeah. And so uh, my guess is that maybe it's not. Maybe I was wrong about the- <laughs> it being respirator-ish because everybody, a lot of women, I've not heard from a man yet. If there's a man who's had the gum dream, I'd love to hear it. Um, but enough people contacted me that I was like, Hey, probably wrong about
1: that. Interesting. I can admit that I'm wrong. Men haven't had the gum dream.
0: Maybe they just haven't reached out. I don't know. Maybe men aren't like really
1: as emotive as they should be.
0: No, maybe they aren't like, maybe, I don't know. Who knows what it is.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, couple things, couple of news items uh, I wanted to mention. One, I've been out of birdseed for about a week now. Yeah, what happened? Um, Here's what happened. I left the birdseed bag outside, which is you shouldn't do that because the squirrels will rip into it. I just did it like one night, but it happened to be a night that it was raining here in Los Angeles. So unbeknownst to me, the bottom, I'd say four inches of a very large bag of birdseed sprouted. (laughs) <laughs> just became a solid mass
1: Hey man, that's kind of cool Life They were begins. like, we're not just <laughs> Yeah Why is that not happening in bird stomachs? And we'll be right back <laughs> uh,
0: I guess the same reason that a watermelon doesn't grow in your stomach When you eat a watermelon seed Acid Have you seen their poop? There's gross stuff happening inside of Why them Why is it white?
1: It's so Birds, creepy Why is get it your chalky? poop poop colored I don't like the texture Don't like the color Get on board. Have you been all pooped? of us are pooping the same way. And then birds come along and like, we're going to do things a little differently. Here's some Basquiat or whatever. <laughs> <It's>
0: basquiat. <laughs>
1: I don't know. Pollock. Is that the guy who had the splashes? Jackson Pollock.
0: That is correct. Have you been pooped on by a bird? I've yeah, never been. Pooped everybody on. has. I, I don't think that I have, even though I've You've been in the been wilderness. Po- I don't think I have.
1: Uh, I, I had a crush on a girl in high school and, uh, the bully sent her flowers with my name on them on Valentine's Day to fuck with me, and I got scared, and I hid in the library all day, and when I left, a bird shat on my head.
0: (laughs) Happy Valentine's Day. Happy
1: Valentine's Day. Um, That's not the only time. It's supposed to be good
0: luck. It smells weird because, again, it doesn't smell like poop. It's almost like mustard-ish. I've definitely touched bird poop, fresh bird poop.
1: Not on purpose. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you've lived a life. (laughs) Let's not... No, no, no! Nobody's blame. No, no, no! no. Yeah. So- You've had experiences. Listen, so- don't get me wrong. I've touched bird poop. <laughs> you know, sometimes I remember poop. a specific memory as a kid touching a bird poop and it being still soft. If yeah, that's expect what I'm saying. It to be hard. You expect
0: it to be hard, but it stays soft for a while. It's uh pretty disgusting. Point is I have not been able to feed the birds in a while and they disappear. They are not loyal. These they'll hoes
1: come. ain't loyal. Well, honey, why would they be coming? There's no there's no
0: I know. They'll but come I thought back. maybe they like me. Um oh. so yeah, haven't had any squirrels, haven't had any birds. Uh I've just been uh I, yesterday there was a morning dove in our front yard and I went outside and offered it bread and it flew away from me. <laughs> So you come
1: on, you come on strong.
0: I come on too strong. That is part of my issue. Um, but also, um, I threw I threw a Roomba away. That's the other thing that happened this past week. What I did? Why it hasn't really worked? P.S. Let's all get real. Roombas don't work. I think we're learning that. Roombas. They don't work. Um,
1: they say that it like maps out your house.
0: It doesn't. It's not so that So if smart. it's
1: mapping out your house, why is it choosing to break through a corner <laughs> at all times? <laughs>
0: so I One time it locked itself into a bathroom because it closed the door behind it. closed it, the door in the bathroom. And it just was like panicking screaming. in there. It was, it was terrifying. panicking in there. And I it hadn't worked really in like a while, but it had just been sitting there, I think because I had personified it and didn't want to get rid of it. Isn't that sad?
1: Yeah, yeah. Also, I don't like the name Roomba. Why? Because it's in a room. (laughs) Everything's in a room. Everything's in a room. Roomba. Oh, this this coffee cup should be called Roombas. (laughs) Everything's in a room.
0: number them Roomba three uh,
1: Roomba three yeah 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 <laughs> I went and uh, fell asleep in my Roomba five and then of course Roomba one is stuck in a corner <laughs> <laughs> contemplating life
0: one, I guess I would get Roomba one what would you rather a, a a that be called that product
1: it's a vacuum cleaner right it's a robot vacuum cleaner come up with some like fun robot name
0: wouldn't it be Ro- Ro-ba? Roomba. Roomba
1: Roomba it's also a dance at that the, thing the robot is a dance no a Roomba Oh, well, the robot it's to dance? Yeah. Shit! Yeah. They should have called it the cha-cha. The cha-cha. <laughs> it's because it's if you see that thing moving around, nothing is further from a dance than what that thing is doing. <laughs> it is banging against a wall. It's like an NPC in like a Sega Genesis RPG. It's just like <laughs> <you> running <laughs> into a wall. It's, it's, like, it's crazy when we first got it because somebody recommended it to us and it was like, it goes through maps your whole house and we were like wow we didn't know the technology was here
0: (laughs) it's not reader it's not
1: (laughs) it's not doing anything it gets stuck there's not enough like it doesn't pick up enough garbage
0: to make it work and and it scares our cat our cat never rode on it once which is not as advertised
1: and at some point she stopped being scared of it too so even that fun is gone
0: yeah there's no fun even that
1: even our cat was like all right this thing doesn't know what what's going on
0: bye-bye Roomba um I'm gonna read just a couple of uh, fun email uh, subject lines I've gotten in the past week I'm really
1: all from corporate <laughs> from Finkels? corporate
0: people this was this one's from Saks Off Fifth which is the Saks on Fifth Avenue Saks
1: Fifth Avenue is like discount a fancy yes store. Yeah.
0: <laughs> a, a lot has happened since your last visit
1: <laughs> what if that's how I found out about it <laughs> I love the idea of someone finding out about the What's epidemic this? from, like, off, from like an Set email from, like, a clothing shop. A lot has happened. In all visit. caps, a lot.
0: A lot has happened.
1: Um, It'd be funny if it was just shit that's happened to them and nothing to do with the pandemic.
0: <laughs> We've moved so yeah, many clothing. Just internal politics. Uh, from denim to masks. That's from a, a denim company. Like, I okay. guess they're making, yeah. Are because- they making
1: Denim masks?
0: I, I actually that, did not click on the email. It does find not out.
1: sound comfortable.
0: Uh, Old Navy? Because summer isn't canceled. There's a lot of that. Because blah, blah, blah isn't canceled. Summer is canceled. Misha- <laughs> but w- what, what does Old Navy mean? You get to still wear clothes. You should still buy clothes to wear this summer, even if you're not going anywhere, I guess. And Misha Nodo uh, similarly said sustainability isn't canceled. Okay. Well, that's true. Um, Kids, sneakers to boost that mood.
1: Sneakers to boost that mood? Man, that is putting a lot on some fucking sneakers. And then
0: my favorite one from a company called Chef Steps, which I don't know how I got on their mailing list make your own bread flour. <laughs>
1: it's funny to think of these places as people all going through the, the <laughs> pandemic in their own way make your own bread flour i don't know where to start i
0: don't i don't want to i also don't want to yeah
1: yeah um, um
0: do you want to do a couple of uh readers reader mails
1: yeah let's go to, let's take another break hey
0: here's some ads go go pay attention to them
1: And we're back. Let's do some more reader reader emails, Emily.
0: Okay. <clears throat> Here's one from Ashley D. Uh, I had a student who randomly sent me a slideshow of all the places she'd like to visit after COVID-19. It brought tears to my eyes, and we wanted to extend the question to you. What are three places you'd most like to visit after COVID-19?
1: Oh. It's making me sad thinking about Sorry it. Sorry about this. No, it's okay. It just—have um, you thought about this?
0: Um, a little bit. Like mine range from my parents' house. I want to go to my parents' house. Right. Uh, it's where I grew up. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That's on my list too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Number one, uh, Emily's parents' house. Yeah, 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 yeah. For as long as possible.
0: <laughs> we love you. We
1: do. Uh, I, I do. I, honestly, I—I I was very sad that we couldn't go for Christmas last year. Yeah. Who knows what happens this year? I love yeah. going back there for Christmas because it's um, it's just so different from being in L.A.
0: Yeah, it's true. Um, where else would I like to go? I would like to go. I would like to go. Mine are all like embarrassing. Like I want to go to a restaurant.
1: <laughs> like, yeah, me too.
0: I just want to go to any. That's one place
1: I'd that's like the to first go. thing I thought of is like our neighborhood places where we hang out. I just want to go there. I want to see how, <laughs> how they're doing. There's a place we always go to. And I last few days, I go, I was like, are they gonna come back? Are yeah, they, they okay? haven't even been
0: open for takeout. If it's the place I'm thinking of. Yeah.
1: Um. Oh, you're. I was thinking of a different place, sure. but both are closed. Yeah.
0: Yeah, um. And I also think I would want to go to. Um. I want to go to New York. I mm. we lived in New York for a few years. We we go there quite frequently. Yeah. I love being there, and I just. Uh, I don't know. I find myself wanting to be there, yeah. even though the idea of it right now is not my right, favorite.
1: But I, I think what's wrapped up in it, when you saw New York, mm. when you said New York, I had the same thing. To me, the idea that's wrapped up in it, I want to go to New York because then I know New York will be okay. Yeah. Well, oh. No, <laughs> oh. Yeah.
0: Almost happened again. <laughs> yeah. What three places would you want to go?
1: I would say New York just because I do love that place so much. Well, you know, a lot of my family's there. And, uh, it's it's been obviously going through some really devastating stuff. So I want to go to New York because then I'll know, like, okay, it's it's behind us. Mm-hmm. Um I wanna to go to a specific this specific restaurant that we love. I just wanna I just wanna be there. Mm-hmm. Um and my parents <laughs> Yeah, parents' house is number one. You know, I usually like I I would have said leave the country, go somewhere else, but I don't want to leave the country right now. Even if somehow this thing completely disappeared and they're like, "You're 100% good. Be wherever you want to go," I I want to be in LA. I want to I want to go around. And be in LA. I, yeah. I don't I don't want to leave the country. Yeah,
0: I thought about like, ooh, a beach, and then I'm like, eh, I kind of no, not I right just, now.
1: To me, the normal stuff feels like a vacation right now, and so yeah. I don't want to do the normal stuff that's
0: often true for us because you know we spent a lot of last year out of town while you were shooting a movie and so we spent like six months in another yeah, place entirely it's like on
1: a monkey spa we were like we want to be home for a while <laughs> right and it was like done it's like snapped and you're like oh my god you could only be home yeah
0: and then when you come back you're like all you want to do is be home that's kind of what part of this is yeah um let's see let's read another one did you want to read the one from andrew w or do you want me to read it andrew w the first one
1: okay I'm happy to read it if you'd like. So this is from Andrew W. I'm not good at reading. I go too fast. I know. Watch this. Go for it. Been in Beijing. I say this to give people hope.
0: By the way, his name is not Ben. His name is
1: Andrew W. (laughs) Andrew W. Has been. been. He's been in Beijing. (laughs) Uh, I say this to give people hope. I've been an expat teacher in Beijing for the last seven years. I've seen crazy things, but nothing compared to this. I've been in lockdown in my apartment until recently, since late January, so I feel I'm a bit ahead of time from the rest of you. That's true. They they had the first. Mm -hmm. I just want to let everyone know it has gotten better. Streets are lively. Here we go. (laughs) Restaurants are packed. So please, if this gives you any shred of hope, please know things will get better. There is a light and you will all come out soon. That's a lovely,
0: that's a very lovely email. Yeah. Yeah. I like that.
1: It feels so far away.
0: Perhaps, but it, that doesn't mean, yeah. And we'll stay focused on today, but there is something right. like in the future. That's yeah. right. That's right. Um, this one's from Jen N. I'm an immuno buddy. Love that term. Uh, and I've been hiding away in my home office during the weirds. I've reached week five at home and my indoor plant obsession is getting unmanageable, but we're all healthy, so it's fine, right? However, I'm a frontline front physiotherapist uh, working with kids with complex and severe disabilities. The problem is I feel guilt that I am working from home because of my non-existent immune system while my colleagues are still at work. Um, sorry, she's saying that the guilt she feels from that is immense. I can't seem to shake it. And while I definitely appreciate being allowed to work from home, I'm continually feeling such deep guilt for leaving my colleagues out on the front line. I wonder if you guys have ever experienced these sorts of feelings. Camille. I can hear you yelling, no, stay inside, stay safe. Um, and then she just says nice things to us.
1: Stay inside, stay safe, Jen. Uh, yes. Your but colleagues understand, I think.
0: I think that I feel that guilt. I have certainly felt that guilt. On the times that I have had to, they put us, when we were promoting The Big Sick, for example, years ago, they put us on an incredibly intense PR schedule. By the way, what a joy to have like an intense, like have press to do about the movie. But it was so intense that I became frightened that it was going to hurt me physically. And it was new PR people for us. They're wonderful. They love us. But there was a point during that uh, PR experience that i had to say to them hey listen i i have to um you've got to put some breaks in there for me if i don't have a couple of breaks throughout the day i could get sick it's just part of what my I, my body needs like i need a lunch break and they were very very understanding, super great about it but i then had a conversation with a woman with a, an interviewer and uh i was like you know i don't if our movie had not been about me getting sick i don't know that i would have had the courage to request breaks, which is so fucked up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I would have been like, well, it's my job to do this. And I, I should be grateful for being here. I should be grateful that I have this work. I should be grateful that they want to promote it. And so I should shut my mouth and just get through this. It'll be okay. And so in some ways doing press about the movie gave me the spine that I needed to request the time and the space that I needed to stay healthy. And I've done my best to try to take that into my current job where I'm not no longer writing stuff about being sick, but I have, I have requested, Hey, can we have this meeting be a phone call? I just, I'm not feeling great today. And I kind of want to make sure I'm taking care of myself. As everybody knows who works with me, when I get infusions done that day, I don't let myself, even if everybody else needs to meet, I I don't let myself, like, do meetings. Yeah,
1: but you still feel, like, you tremendous guilt about it, and you still feel like you should do something constructive on those days.
0: I do. And and so I guess what I'm saying is I get it. I get how you're feeling, and I don't know how to make that guilt go away, except for the fact that you won't be able to do your job. Like, if you get sick by going into the office, Jen... You won't be able to do your job, anymore. and
1: you're you're keeping safe the people that are your clients that work with you. You're not doing this just for yourself. You're doing this for them. That's too. true. That's yeah. true. I, but I, I know that you, you, and her as immunobuddies, feel this guilt. If I could do anything to absolve you of this guilt, I, I would. I know I can't, but you're doing the right thing. She says, "I'm going to be like, no, stay inside, stay, stay safe." And Yeah, that that is what I'm saying. You you have to do this. And this time will pass and you'll go back to helping the people that you want to help. Go back to doing what it is that you do. You will go back to it. But in order to be able to go back to that, don't lose the forest for the trees. Right now, just take care of yourself. Keep yourself safe. Keep them safe. And once we're done, you'll be back right at it. And
0: also, you're still helping people now just because you're not going into the office. And I think... I I try to remember that, like, even if I can't go into a meeting, it's hard. I think when you have something that that you look healthy, um, I think I look for the most part healthy. I don't think people would see me and be like, she looks sickly. And I think I really struggle with that of like having to bend over backwards to like, be like, I swear to God, I'm really like, I'm a sick person. I swear to God, like, I, I don't, I I won't do this on a regular basis, but if I need to, I'm going to have to take a knee. And I think, um, I really, yeah, I still struggle with it. I don't know. I feel guilty about it. I feel like people think I'm faking somehow, which is kind of a bonkers thing. Um, Nobody
1: thinks you're faking. This is all in your head.
0: It definitely is. Yeah. And so I would say what I've tried to land on is I have to keep myself well and I know when I'm not going to be well. And so I have to, even if I do feel guilty, I still have to do it because I still have to. What? (laughs) Nothing. What? Keep going. That's it. I I still have to do it. Yeah. Yeah. What's, what are you really laughing at?
1: I just read a sentence that you had texted me the other day from that game oh. that we've been playing. We'll
0: get to that. I'm in so sorry. I didn't. Uh, yeah. And let's see. Oh, and then Yelena K wrote in and had a very good point. Uh, it's a long email, so I'm not going to read it. But I have been suggesting that people do uh, workouts on Instagram, Instagram live workouts. Great. I This is how I feel about therapy as well. Uh, if you commit well, doesn't, the analogy doesn't really work actually, that, uh, if you do one workout on Instagram live to try it out, great. Do that for free. If you have the means and you want to keep doing workouts with that person, do slide them a little bit of cash. If you can. Right.
1: They probably have accounts set up. A lot of people, people have to-
0: Venmo's, GoFundMe, all that stuff. Right. Uh, definitely do that because these people are doing it for free because they are bored and they're trying to drum up work, but they also need money too. So. Um, if you have the means, uh, keep yourself And they're healthy. trying to help
1: people. It's not just to drum up work and because they're bored. It's certainly. They're true. helping people.
0: Yeah, um, But yeah, give them money if you can. That's a very good point. Thank you, yeah. Lainey K.
1: Um, let's talk about the stuff that we've been watching, playing, consuming, <clears throat> all that. You yeah. want to go to that? So the one, uh, uh, I want to say real quick, we're still playing Final Fantasy VII. This is a great so game. Great. I would say if you're not like a video game person. Maybe not for you. I don't know. I think it oh, is. Oh, interesting. Okay. There's some stat stuff, not too much. I, I just mean it's so like story forward. Play on the easy mode because that apparently is extremely easy.
0: There's some RPG stuff in there that I think you won't have to deal tough. with that stuff. Yeah,
1: that's true. It's so like narrative and character based, and it's such a great world <laughs> that um, that I think this is actually a good good one to get into. Mm-hmm. I will say what I like about it is again, and I would said earlier that you know, I'm not familiar with anime manga world. And so this world is so novel to me because it's it's more common in anime, but I'm not used to it because there's like swords and guns and magic and robot technology. But then some people are wearing normal clouds. The cars a really retro. It's such a weird, strange, awesome mix of different like iconography. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my head, it's always like, it's see the guns, or swords. This is both. You don't get both, yeah. You never get guns and magic. Yeah. This is both. So it's sort of like medieval. It's sort of futuristic. It's such a mashup of different things that every time I play it, I'm struck by how it's a world that I'm really not that familiar with. Mm-hmm. I know it It, it exists more in, in anime. The other thing is a lot of these Japanese um, fantasy stuff is really uh, very, like, environmentalism-friendly. So much so. And anti-technology. Like... And, and that's been with a lot of Japanese stuff. Like Miyazaki. Going back, you know, Miyazaki's all that. Yeah. Godzilla, obviously.
0: Miyazaki is all that. That is true.
1: Miyazaki's all that. <laughs> but it's interesting, again, don't want to put simplified narratives on it, but it's interesting that a place like Japan that has been on the wrong end of a massive technological attack breakthrough mm-hmm. in their history, that the work that's coming out of there is against it. It's interesting, right? Is it,
0: did Godzilla come out of that too? Was Godzilla... I
1: mean, Godzilla uh, rises from nuclear Literally testing, rises from, Literally yeah. from nuclear tests. Wow. That is
0: interesting.
1: So it's interesting. Again, don't want to simplify it, but I think I thought that that was interesting. But there's some language... What was the sentence you wrote down? And I want there's you There's
0: just some dialogue. Some of the dialogue, and I've talked to other people about this. Some of the dialogue in Final Fantasy VII, the remake, is a bit...
1: Uh, idiosyncratic. Uh,
0: idiosyncratic, including uh, the character of Barrett who screams at one point, the rot runs deep in this damn pizza. <laughs> <laughs> oh referring God. pizza in this, the noun pizza refers to this the city? I think the, the sector, city, the like sector.
1: The, the government.
0: The, the whole damn pizza. The
1: rot runs deep in this damn pizza. What's great about it? <laughs> first of all, all the characters in this game are obsessed with pizza.
0: They do talk about pizza quite a bit. A lot, because
1: yeah. I think it's sort of like... Um, I don't know what it is. Maybe in Japan, pizza is huge. Everybody talks about pizza all the time, like like literal pizza. But then here, taking the, it to another level. The rot runs deep in this damn pizza. We've definitely used it a lot.
0: It's a it's a great like badass like uh, noirish kind of the line. Rot runs
1: deep in this damn
0: pizza. Yeah, try it. We're gonna have you try it a couple of different ways. Try okay. it. Uh, you're grieving. Someone you love just got murdered in front of you.
1: The rot runs deep in this damn pizza.
0: (laughs) Say it like you just found an old pizza.
1: The rot runs deep in this damn pizza.
0: (laughs) Now say it uh, wailing to the sky like uh, Darth Vader when he's like, no.
1: The rot runs deep in this damn pizza. Wow. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which it's,
0: is kind of how barrett uh, he like,
1: says it very seriously yeah yeah he's like very like the rot runs deep in this and the other characters are sort of like yeah man yeah, that's right that's everything right everything
0: you're saying is true i was
1: just gonna say the rot runs deep <laughs> in this damn pizza but you took literally the words out of my mouth <laughs> you looked the, took the pizza out of my mouth there's rot in this pizza
0: there is rot in this pizza what else have we been consuming oh uh, should we s- talk about idaho the movie and idaho <laughs> the movie too <laughs> We found that on Amazon Prime the other day. We were
1: like hanging out the other day, other night, and we were just like, let's just have something on that's like a pleasant thing going on in the background where we're like hanging out, listening to music, talking. We found a thing called Idaho the movie
0: documentary. Idaho the movie
1: and Idaho the movie two. And if I remember correctly, they both came out the same year. Yeah, which I find very suspect. (laughs) Were they they like? Did they 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 have extra? So much they had so much footage. Yeah, you think that's what it is?
0: Probably. And And the,
1: the first one was such a hit.
0: Won an Emmy, apparently. Was it nominated or won? I think it.
1: Idaho the movie won an Emmy. Amazing, but then the sequel did not.
0: Well, same year you're competing against yourself. You're competing.
1: You're splitting the votes. (laughs) Is it like Back to the Future two and Back (laughs) to the Future three where they like shot it back to back, or like the Lord of the Rings movies where they're like, this is gonna be huge, huge? Idaho the movie. Idaho the movie. Too. They
0: were. we watched it with the sound off but it looked very pretty
1: it's not good when they talk to people i don't, don't want to talk to yeah. people
0: i don't know much about idaho but um and i did not learn anything from just looking at it i we should have been listening. people
1: skiing this is what i didn't want from idaho the movie i just wanted the nature stuff yeah. i didn't want to i didn't want people
0: i if i want to know about the people of idaho i'll watch idaho the people the movie
1: <laughs> yeah idaho the people the movie too they really improved it from Idaho, the people. <laughs> we
0: were laughing so hard in the first one. And then to see, there was a sequel. <laughs> it's it's free to
1: watch on Amazon Primes. Absolutely. If you have it, go check it out.
0: Uh, tell us, because uh, we didn't listen to it. So I bet it's it looked beautiful again. Great it's, to have I on.
1: imagine all the interviews were just people being like,
0: you know what I love?
1: What's your favorite state? It's gotta be Idaho. It's gotta be Idaho. It's gotta be Idaho. Gotta be Idaho. Um. Uh, we watched, speaking of noir, should we mention we watched Chinatown? Chinatown. Uh, which we had seen before, but not in a long not, time.
0: I've never seen it. You've never seen Chinatown? I've never seen Chinatown, Jake.
1: Wow. It's uh, it's it's one of those movies that's like such a classic movie. It, it is a good up. movie. It's a very good movie.
0: It is, I, I don't know how else to... It's like, it's, it's a drama, it's noir, Jack Nicholson.
1: I can't believe you're trying to sell people on Chinatown.
0: Here's the thing, I... I'm not a person who loves to go back. I've been trying harder lately to right. even pre pandemic, go back you and You watch wanna watch some of the all
1: classics. the classics you yeah. missed, like Chinatown, Idaho, the movie too. <laughs>
0: uh yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's just a really, really well constructed
1: It's so well written mystery it's a well-written mystery and and thematic I mean just the stuff that they plant and then pays off later it is directed by Roman polanski who
0: oh yeah we
1: should mention
0: is a monster
1: <laughs> yeah he's in self he like basically escaped the authorities um it's oh, interesting yeah, that's right. It's interesting that the movie
0: has some, it's got some interesting stuff in it that when you that kind stuff, of realize that it it's, really
1: makes it weird yeah, it does. if you know the horrible sense of Roman Faye Pulaski. Faye Dunaway is right. great in it. Faye I'm Donna. trying to move past Ooh.
0: Roman Pulaski because I didn't, uh, yeah, that's not the kind of thing. Obviously, let's not watch anything new he's making, guys. Let's not do that. Uh, But I just never seen this movie and it is uh, a classic and it's a classic for a reason. It's a it's a very, very well made movie. Um, And Jack Nicholson's really great in it. He's tremendous. I tell you another thing Jack Nicholson's in.
1: Oh, uh, 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 the big dance, the the, last dance. Sorry, the last dance.
0: Holy shit. It's this documentary series. I have seen some people having hot takes online that it's not that great. I disagree.
1: Uh, personally it's, it's also some of the people who have hot takes that are big 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 basketball fanatics who know all basketball who know all this stuff who yeah. know everything about basketball and uh they may be to them that there's nothing new news. in it it's true as someone so we're on this different spectrums right so there are those people who know everything you know nothing i know
0: nothing about basketball and
1: i know some yeah i was not a huge mm-hmm. like a fan at that point but i know enough to know who all the Players are, yeah. and all that. Um,
0: but this is if you. This is an eight-part Michael Jordan documentary that Linda Holmes mentioned in our. Um, I
1: think it's ten. I hope ten.
0: Okay, uh, in our yeah, you're right. I think you're right. That in our um, bonus episode, uh, Linda Holmes mentioned watching and also enjoying. I have been loving it. We've seen four episodes, which is all that's been available thus far. Uh, I think it is so compelling, and it's interesting to watch someone, Michael Jordan's face. <laughs> So corny feels like home and feels like america somehow like just looking at his face i'm like everything's gonna be okay well, somehow
1: it's, it's interesting because it's it's from that period we were talking about this like when we were talking about reality bites in the 90s where things just felt more hopeful this is from that period and we were saying is it because of how old we were or, or?
0: i don't know that i felt that way by the way <laughs>
1: Really? Yeah. This makes me feel hopeful watching it. It's also interesting that those days are sort of the last days before the internet became really, really ubiquitous. That's true. And I firmly believe, I think the internet's done great stuff. I'm going to sound so old right now, but I do think we created something that's stronger than us, that sort of has changed us and affected us in many negative ways that we had not anticipated at all. Correct. In the beginning, I think the promise of the internet was it's going to democratize the, everybody's voice everybody will have access to other people what we're finding is you'll have access to new ideas what we're finding is increasingly what happens is you just find people who exactly agree with you and you find these communities and you just spin out and and you're very uh, some very harmful fringe ideas can start to feel mainstream and then become mainstream
0: back michael jordan
1: anyway michael jordan <laughs> <laughs> sorry I'm saying this was the last era of I think you're right about that.
0: But I, um, yeah, I I don't think I realized how much Michael Jordan meant to me. I don't really have any connection to him. North Carolina, obviously. But I don't really have never felt a connection to him. But seeing his face and seeing him do, take so much joy and pride and have so much focus has been such a, it's just been really gorgeous for me. To like behold him. Also, he's so good looking. He's, so he's such a beautiful man.
1: It's also interesting to see someone reflect on the days on like really formative days in their life where they talking about them truly achieving their dreams, dreams yeah. that were very, very important to them. It's just interesting watching uh, just on a human level, somebody relive yeah. truly their like glory days.
0: Yeah. It's been lovely. And obviously they talk to a lot of, they talk to Pippin, they talk to Other players, I don't know, I'm not (laughs) great at this. I'm sorry. (laughs) They talk to the coach guy who is very tall. Phil Jackson. There we go. That's
1: correct, Emily. And
0: then they talk to the little tiny guy. I like that
1: you're all you've taken away from (laughs) all this Phil Jackson stuff. That's like so much weird not weird, but he's an interesting guy. He's such an interesting guy. Uh, your takeaway from it is so he's tall. he's tall. You
0: don't realize how tall he is until you're like, oh, you're standing next to Michael Jordan and you look the same height. I just oh, he's took me taller a than Michael
1: Jordan. Yeah.
0: So and watching the relationship they all have and kind of watching the group dynamic of that team and Dennis Rodman, who I always found fascinating and continue to find fascinating. Um, if you don't give a shit about sports, I think you'll still love this because it really, really does a great job of bringing you in. Although I will say sometimes when they're like, and then they'll be like, and then that night the Bulls were on fire, and then they just show a bunch of sequences that I'm like, I guess that's what it looks like when it.
1: (laughs) No, but there's some montages of like Michael Jordan just like dunking.
0: That's always always great, but a lot of times like my brain just can't synthesize basketball sport basketball and i'll just be like and then basketball but my thing the thing where michael jordan is like going to dunk with one hand and then he passes it behind this thing and then does like a low dunk I, that's the technical term right
1: <laughs> that's fucking cool i think he does a layup a low this. dunk i got this <laughs> real quick there's no <laughs> such thing as a low dunk the, the rim is 10 feet high
0: my dad is there's no such thing as a my dad's like an avid basketball dunk. player or wasn't a. you know he's older now but the uh Great at basketball. I grew up watching him play basketball, uh, like community basketball, and um, he w- he's very embarrassed to be my father right now.
1: No, he's not. He's yeah. very proud of you. Uh, um, I find myself hitting pause just to make it last longer. So, hell and yeah! Then walk around. Like we'll hit pause and be like, okay, sixteen <laughs> Let's minutes left. A minute. Good. Good, good, good. And they do two episodes every Sunday and we, we split them up. So we have yep. more to look forward to. Linda said this, but it is so fun watching grown men in their like late 40s Still angry at the people from 30 years ago. <laughs> I love it. I awesome. love it. When they're like talking to Jordan and they're like, oh, this is what Isaiah Thomas said. And he like rolls his eyes and you could tell he still dislikes him so much. Who was
0: the one player that he was like, the, he was like the Pistons. He was like just saying the word Pistons. And Horace made Grant was like, was you know, so the funny. Pistons.
1: And he was like, oh, damn, pistons. damn Pistons. The damn Pistons. Like he like lost his train of thought. It's such a great moment. We rewound and watched it. He's like, the thing with the Pistons. Oh, damn pistons (laughs) like he went back to that like place 33 years ago
0: it's really good i highly recommend it it's on uh hulu it's on espn too
1: as emily's saying if you're not even if you're not into basketball or sports at all this is a good watch
0: where did the origin of basketball is my favorite sport i like the way they dribble up and down the court it's a song it's from a song
1: yeah it's a song
0: it's pretty corny.
1: Here, I'm going to look it up. Basketball is my <laughs>
0: favorite also, sport. Also,
1: what a basic thing to like about I like, basketball. Here's the thing I like about You know what's really exciting about basketball? The dribbling. Right? That's why we all watch. That's why there's a big dribbling contest that happens at the All-Star Game every year.
0: <laughs> I would watch a dribbling contest. Um, let
1: me let me see what this song is. Are you looking up
0: the origin of it?
1: Uh, it's by Curtis Blow.
0: That's a Curtis Blow song? Yeah. What's the name of the song? Uh, Guess. <laughs> basketball? Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Curtis Blow uh, When you listen to the song you, You're like You don't know what basketball <laughs> is Do you? <laughs> You just found out earlier today.
0: My favorite hip hop songs are the ones from like the early 80s when they're just like talking about the things that they see. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's my like early Ice T stuff is like
1: uh some of my favorite stuff. There's a lot of great uh 90s hip hop in this documentary as well. That is true. So good. A lot of good stuff. This documentary is great. I mean it's it's truly been the thing that we've been watching that I like unabashedly because we we watch, you know, Chinatown it's not going to put you in a good mood, right? Absolutely not. Um, Idaho, the movie, too. Eh, you're going to be fine. You're going to you're gonna like it. Yeah. Uh, but this is the thing that genuinely, genuinely, like, lifts my spirits when and I watch it. And this is it.
0: why when this documentary is over, you and I need to watch Cheer together. Because I watched it uh, on my own. And you're going to... Motherfucking love it. Okay. It's so good. And again, it's the same thing. You don't need to be into the sport. You don't need to know much about the sport to love it. I uh uh cheer. Cheers great. And right. if you haven't seen cheer, by the way, everybody should watch cheer.
1: I find when... I'm not watch-
0: cheers. Thanks for thanks for listening. Okay. Okay.
1: I, I wanna say, like, you know, the fact that like Alien does uplift me, whereas Chinatown doesn't. I think the difference is because Chinatown is in some ways a very it's a it's a dark, depressing movie. The first time you watch it, you're just in the emotions of it. And then as I watch that stuff more and more, that's when it starts to feel inspiring. Because then I start to see like how they made the movie, how they constructed saying. it, all that stuff. You
0: probably would feel that way if you watched it. I would
1: probably feel yeah. that way about Chinatown if I if I watched it a few times. Because there were a couple screenwriting things that they do in there that we were like, oh, my God, this is mm-hmm. from that earlier. Th-. It's like the little flourishes that are completely unnecessary. So good. Should we talk about this show we've been watching?
0: I, 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 I will say as a screenwriter, watching movies... Intimidates me But reading scripts Makes me realize Like oh These are just words On a page I can do words On a page
1: The other thing If I you're I did a screenwriter it, About words on a page Was uh, I, I looked up the Script of like uh, The thing mm. And I It was a similar feeling To the burster scene Where I was just I just looked at the Page right And the page Just looked good Like just the spacing The font Whatever it was It just looked good and the idea that they took this like document and made like one of the greatest movies of all time—it just felt, I don't know—I was looking, I felt like I was looking at some like artifact, you know, that was full of potential and promise, none actualized as yet, and then it did, and then it did, and it just was like really exciting. I didn't even go past the first page. I just looked at it, and I just, I don't know, it's hard to, it's hard to explain, but it, I think it's what you said. It's the idea of. Oh, somebody wrote this. Just people made this thing. Yeah. You know, that's what, to me, that's what inspires me the most about movies and TV shows that I love is like the idea. I like hearing about the process because you realize like, oh, you think of these people as like gods, you know, who like make. No, it took work. They to yeah. second guessed themselves. They didn't know if they were doing they the right. Checked the, they, yeah, like, they checked in with yeah. people. They Yeah, they checked in with people. They did rewrites. There were happy accidents. It's like the all the weird magic that goes into making a movie. Um it's all like work and sort of a little bit it's random. It's also true.
0: Anything that's good is a miracle. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of things are good.
1: Right. To make something great, everything it's has to a be great. Miracle. To make something terrible, one thing has to go wrong. It's
0: absolutely true. Yeah. It's such a bummer. Um I a show I've been watching a uh, HBO show. Uh it's a documentary series, four part. It's called We're Here. It features uh Shangela, Bob the Drag Queen, and Eureka from who are very popular drag race uh contestants. Um and it's a um, it's basically a two Wong Fu, the TV show. It's them it, uh, also a little queer eye. It's a really great idea that these three Queens go into a small town in America and like put on a drag show with people. Some of the, the people want are like excited about being put into drag. Some of them are reluctant. Some of them are doing it to apologize to people. Um, It's a really interesting show that doesn't – as much as I love Queer Eye, I think Queer Eye sometimes sanitizes some of the uglier parts of homophobia, racism, whereas the show is kind of thus far kind of – moving more in that direction. And I think
1: sanitizing that stuff is okay, too. Also, like, too, I too I love because Korea, sometimes right? you don't want that. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't think everyone, you know, you, different things have different purposes.
0: Yeah. Um, but this one I think uh, I've been enjoying so far. I'm curious. Uh, there's a lot of, like, drag TV out right now, so it's mm-hmm. interesting. A show that we've both been watching together.
1: It's, I saw Ooh. billboards for this show. Yes. And I was like, it never has a billboard made me less excited to watch a show. <laughs> I I saw this. It's a show called Dave. It's on FX. And the billboard is him, Dave, who I guess is a rapper. We made, don't
0: know. We don't really know. We're we're we knew nothing. We're about old him. and uncool. We don't really know anything. We about We don't know Dave.
1: anything about him. Uh, Lil, Lil Dicky. Yeah. <laughs> Only know from the show. It's him like popping out of like a jeans zipper or something. A
0: boxer's at the yeah. Air-boxers? And I
1: was like, this is so gross and lame. And I don't know why, but you were like, let's just watch the first episode just because, like, what else is there to do? And even, I think, like, bad comedies are, like, interesting to watch. So you watched the first couple and we were like, oh, this is pretty good. There's some, like, funny stuff in it. Um, and now... It's
0: so good. <laughs> it's so why good. It has no business being it good. It doesn't have to be this good. And it is so good. They get great cameos, first off. Like... Well,
1: yeah, there's there's a lot of good surprise cameos <laughs> yeah. that you, we don't don't want to spoil. That's a
0: good point. Uh, in fact, Harry, we may take out the d- part because that is a good cameo. But this is a show that explores like uh, weird sex stuff in a very healthy way. It explores uh, mental illness in a very healthy way. It explores this very th- this thing I've never seen in a show before of realizing that your childhood friends were maybe not your childhood friends. Like. It's got so much kind of sensitive interesting stuff and it's fucking funny. It's
1: a, it is a lot of dick jokes too. It's
0: a lot of dick jokes and I um it's true. Like when I think now that I know the show, like, I don't know what image I would have picked to be like the main image for the show. But I also think maybe the show was appealing to Lil Dickies fans, which we did not know he existed. So we're not really. And the reason I wanted to watch it is that a friend of ours, girlfriend is in the show.
1: <laughs> and, right. and
0: he was like, it seems like it'll be cool. So I was like, all right, let's give it a try. Um, It's just really good. It's just... I just don't know how else to say it.
1: Episode, you know, so we would say, like, the it starts off pretty good, but you could see it gets more confident. And it really, as everyone was saying, it tackles mental illness and, and like, kink and that kind of stuff. I think episode 5 was the one where we were watching it and we just could not believe how well it handled a very very sensitive and difficult yeah. topic.
0: But also still funny, the whole time funny. It's not the like a lesson funny. like no. oh my god this is a very special episode. Yeah,
1: it's a lot about masculinity and yeah. what kind of cuz he's a guy who is he's Jewish and he's like totally a nerd Dork. geek guy. Straight up, gork. yeah. And he's in a world where you know the sort of the machinus is very like exaggerated. A lot of uh, hip hop is very much uh, is is about um, men being like strong and powerful and all that stuff. And he's really does not present as that. So it's him negotiating a much more macho, cooler world than he's used to. So it really becomes a lot about expectations of masculinity and and that kind of stuff.
0: And it subverts it at every turn. And his right-hand man is uh, played by a guy named Gata. His character's name is Gata. His name is also like his...
1: Gata, he's a rapper.
0: I think I'm a little bit in love with him. I'm sorry, honey. He's
1: great. I'm a little Um, bit in love with him. Andrew Santino, who we know is in it, who plays sort of his manager friend, is really good. It's just...
0: It's, it's just, great. I highly recommend it. And I, um, yeah, go watch it. Just see what you think. It's, it's so funny. It's so funny. And I think part of it is people being irritated that a guy who's like a, a well known rapper is also very funny and put together a very good TV show. I think the other comedy people we know are like
1: irritated. I think people, first of all, nobody, we did not, I did not expect the show either. to be good. Yeah. And so our, there are people who are like, oh my God, this thing. And I kind of want to be like, well, Kind of watch it. Give it a shot. It's interesting because the main guy, Dave Bird is his name. He's got such a defined comedic persona right from the beginning.
0: Similar to what you were saying about um, uh, Abby Abby's show. Abby
1: McEnany from, uh, uh, man, <laughs> that feels like it was so long ago. We watched that
0: show 20 years ago. From
1: um, nothing. Uh, Work in Progress. Work in Progress. Uh, from Work in Progress. Man, that. That was like in the weird. That was
0: in the weirds, but again, another comedic voice, fully formed comedic fully voice. Fully formed yeah.
1: comedic voice. Um, interesting.
0: Yeah, and it's not a heavy show. It's not a show that'll make you be like, Ugh, um no,
1: During funny. the weirds,
0: uh, I also want to recommend two books. Uh, one is How We Fight for Our Lives by Saeed Jones. Uh, normally a poet, uh, wrote a memoir it's one of the most touching, beautiful memoirs. And I read it a while ago, but it's just like, I'll just find myself kind of thinking about it randomly. And I was like, ah, that means I need to recommend it. Uh, also I just finished reading a book called nothing to see here by Kevin Wilson, which is a, a book about a young woman who is tasked with taking care of two children who, um, randomly will erupt into flames. It's a comedy. Wow. Yeah. Very interesting book. Um,
1: that is a premise.
0: It, it is. It's really well handled. Uh, those are two amazing books that I, I highly recommend people uh, read.
1: Well, thank you so much Yeah, what would you listening. like to plug, Kumail? Um, I, give us a good review. Yeah. I'll say that. Yeah. I would like to plug having some intentionality and just being able to label how you're feeling. To me, just last night when I couldn't sleep, being able to be like, okay, I'm a little bit numb. That was something. Mm-hmm. That felt like something. And then being able to like talk about it, um, n- n- not saying that, I'm just saying right now it felt very helpful to do that. So I, I would just say, as you said, I'm plugging something you said, intentionality, just um, go easy on yourself. And, and numbness
0: is not awful. It's a fine, it's a good temporary kind of way to take care of yourself. It's literally at times. numbness. But um, it's not something we should be striving for doing every day. And if we find that we're in that every day, maybe that's time to kind of start steering the ship a little bit.
1: Right. If the things that normally bring you joy or make you feel a certain way are not doing it, at least for me, that was a sign.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh,
1: but give us good reviews also.
0: I would like to plug um, uh, continuing to wear masks when you're in public. Yeah. Uh, I know there's a lot of hot debate about it. It's one of those things where it's like if you're kind of arguing the technicalities of like, well, I don't want to wear it when I'm doing this. Okay, that's fine. I, I get it. Have have any temper tantrum you need to, but I think for the good of our community, it's a good thing. Uh, it's a good thing to wear a mask if you uh, if you can. And you're I,
1: you're protecting other people more than you're even protecting yourself. So in some way, wearing a mask is a selfless act.
0: And then some people are like, oh, but I'm fine. Guess who doesn't know that? Other people.
1: <laughs> also, even if you are fine there are asymptomatic carriers of this thing you could make someone else sick
0: uh also want to plug uh may 22nd on netflix the lovebirds starring karmel nanjani and Issa Rae. will be on netflix make sure you watch it we should do a thing we'll do a thing to celebrate it
1: yeah we'll do a thing to celebrate i'm very excited i can't wait for that movie to come out and Mm. to end i just want to say you know the (laughs) rot runs deep in this damn pizza (laughs) don't forget that all, all right. right thank um, you. Stay safe, everybody. You can we'll say it so soon. many different ways. Like, all right, uh, the rot runs deep in this damn pizza. <laughs>
0: <laughs> dot <Good. laughs> com. Uh, <laughs> dot org. to <laughs> uh,